Well, hello. It's so nice to have the opportunity to be back with you again. It's uh, been a nice break over this Christmas period, but wonderful to be back again. And as we continue with our look at the Word of God, I'd like to take us back to a scripture that we had had last time we were together from Romans 5, verse number 14, which tells us that Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. And in our last session, we had seen that Adam is a type, or we could say a picture of him who was to come, a picture then of the Christ. And because the scripture makes this very clear for us, we can understand why Adam ate the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil when his wife gave it to him. If we just go to 2 Corinthians 5.21, we would find our answer. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In Adam's action, then, is a picture of Christ becoming sin for us, for the purpose of providing redemption. And because redemption is in view in Christ's action, it must also be in view in Adam's action. We'll remember that the type and the antitype correspond to each one another exactly. So Adam took on his wife's sin with a view to the woman and himself being redeemed from their sin, so as to fulfill the purpose for their creation, which we will remember from Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion. And of course, redemption for Adam and the woman is exactly what we're going to see in the scriptures as we continue on in Genesis. But before we look at the verses that show this to us, let's just establish something that will be very helpful for us. And to do this, we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 2 and look at verse number 25. And one particular word in this verse. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Then we're going to look at a verse from Genesis chapter 3, verse number 7, where this word appears again. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Well, in both these verses, then, we read that the man and the woman were naked. However, the English word that's used here, naked, is a translation of two completely different Hebrew words. And this is so important because the Hebrew word translated naked in Genesis 2.25 does not mean totally naked, as our English word would suggest. And perhaps the best way for us to understand the meaning of this Hebrew word that's translated by that English word naked is to think of it from our own experience. It's very much like us having on our underwear, but not wearing the rest of our clothes. We have on that covering uh, in order that we may walk around the house, but we don't have our clothes on to go outside into the world. And this is very much what this Hebrew word here has been translated naked means. It means not to be totally naked, to be covered as with an undergarment. That would be the way to understand it. And then the Hebrew word that's translated naked in Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, that word then does mean completely naked, 
having nothing on at all. And so this is so important for us, you know, because if we just read this and we just stick with the English words, we can begin to think that in both occasions we're looking at the man and the woman being naked. Um, and there's all sorts of strange and wonderful things that people come up with as a result of that. Um, this has nothing at all to do with the man and the woman being completely nude and therefore having a problem overlooking at each other in this condition. This is just something that people make up, not understanding the difference between these two words that we find here. But of course, we would want to ask ourselves the question, um, moving beyond to think about the scriptures and not just think about things in a natural sense. We want to then begin to consider what did Adam and the woman have on in Genesis chapter 2 verse 5 that they didn't then have on in Genesis 3 7? And what's taken place between those two points in time that would cause them to have something on one moment and nothing on the next? Well, what had taken place between Genesis 2 5 and 3 7, of course, was Satan's deception of the woman and the introduction of sin as the man became sin for his wife, as we've already talked about here. So this would easily account for something being lost that they had had before. Because of sin, something they had, they no longer had. They were covered and then they were completely naked. So what was it though that they had with which they were covered, which was then taken away because of sin to leave them completely naked? Well, if we look to the scripture, we will find our answer. And we don't have to go any further than to go back to that verse we looked at just a moment ago in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So let's note this very carefully then. The man and the woman, as we know, were created to have dominion, to rule over the restored earth in the place of Satan and his angels. And in order to accomplish this, the man and the woman were made in a particular way, as the scripture says, in our image, according to our likeness. And this is not just an insignificant detail, it is not just a nice detail that the Lord has thrown in here. We must realize and settle in our understanding that for the man and the woman to rule, they had to be in the image and likeness of God. This was and remains non-negotiable. No human being is ever going to rule within God's kingdom, within the millennial kingdom which is to come, unless they are in the image and the likeness of God. This is how God has arranged it and set it in place from the beginning. And because it's set in place this way from the beginning, it can never change. So we'll ask ourselves a few things here and establish a few things that we know concerning God. Well, we know God is a trinity, don't we? We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And here we can see three parts as we look at this trinity. In fact, it's what that word trinity means. 
And if Adam and the woman then are made in God's image and likeness, this means that they were also three-part beings, doesn't it? If God is in three parts and they're in his image and likeness, they must be three parts. And of course, as we look and search the scriptures, we know this to be true. Human beings have a spirit, a soul and a body. Then if we turn to Psalm 102, verse 16, we can see this. For the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. So not only is God a trinity, but he's also described throughout the scripture, which this is just one short example, as being covered in glory. And that glory is a light so bright that when it appeared to Paul on the Damascus road, when the risen Christ appeared to him, Paul fell to the ground as if he were dead. So to be in the image and likeness of God would not only make Adam and the woman three-part beings, body, soul and spirit, but we would also see them with a covering of glory, that which was necessary if they were to rule. And this would account for the use of the Hebrew word translated naked in Genesis 2.5. They were not totally naked because they had this covering of glory, that which they had to have being in the image and likeness of God in order to rule. Now, when sin entered the picture, though, because of Satan's deception, the man and the woman became disqualified to rule. Sin had gotten in the way. And consequently, because of sin, they lost their covering of glory. Sin could not and glory could not exist in the same place. Their sins separated them from God spiritually. Their soul became corrupted. They now had a sin nature. And of course, as we know, their bodies began to decay. They were created eternal beings to live forever. But because of the introduction of sin, death enters into the picture. Physical death, which is always a picture or a representation of spiritual death. So if the man and the woman were ever able to fulfill the purpose for their creation, they would again have to be in the image and likeness of God, which they have lost here because of sin. And for this to be possible, for them to be in the image and likeness of God again, there had to be redemption. And that's exactly what we find in Genesis 3.21. Also, for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Well, we're not going to dwell on this too much now, but this verse gives us the first mention of redemption in Scripture. And to make those tunics of skin, animals had to die and their blood had to be shed. And this was something that only God could do. Well, what we will note from here, because of, again, the first mention of redemption in Scripture, that redemption is always by death and shed blood. And this can never change, and nor has it ever changed. So with all of this in mind, then, redemption for Adam and the woman, because of the death and shed blood of the animals, let's just ask some questions. As a result of God providing redemption, 
through the shedden, death and shed blood of those animals, did Adam and the woman get their covering of glory back? Did they begin to rule the earth that had now been placed under a curse because of sin? And did they lose their corrupted soul, their sin nature? Good questions for you to think about between now and next time. And we will come back to these next time, of course, if the Lord is willing and we will find our answers. Until then, God bless you. Thank you for listening today and look forward to being with you again next time. Goodbye.